1: Okay, welcome back, you guys. This is Morgan Zeggers. We're in some sanity. How's it going? Uh, I wanted to come on because some interesting news popped up on my phone screen today when I was working and I said, oh no, I'm going to have to budget in some time before I go to bed to film another episode (laughs) because this is just something that I love to talk about. And honestly, I... We have the Freedom Guide. We have Young Americans Against Socialism. We have the the pages, but I basically sacrifice (laughs) my own personal page and my little podcast because it's not as big as the rest of the stuff that we do to talk about not the more controversial things, but the things that I know are probably going to get a little bit more censored or put us more at risk. Uh, I don't want that to happen to the nonprofit. And so I'm like, whatever, I'll just post it onto my own thing um, so that we can get the information out there, but it's not going to, have a, a direct hit to our nonprofit page or anything like that. Um, so with that being said, I, I want to talk about what just happened with Pfizer. I just got a notification earlier today on my phone and it was from Twitter. I First thing, you guys, have you ever noticed the bias Twitter notifications that you get? Um, I don't get them to my personal One, but like if I make an extra Twitter account, like sometimes I just want to – I have an idea for an account or something or like for a future brand thing and I'll make an account for it just so that I have the tag. And whenever I make those, I start getting all these random like politicized or very cherry-picked news alerts from Twitter and I'm able to see like, wow, this is what they send out to these like how many? Millions of random accounts out there, random people. Um, that just probably believe Twitter or or think that that must be the news of the day. It can't be anything else. Well, this is the news that came out. And I should say, usually it's very anti-GOP, anti-conservative, anti-Trump kind of stuff. Or pro-COVID vaccine, lockdown, Fauci kind of vibe. So this one today said, at 1.34 PST, the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective for elementary school children, according to the FDA. Um, yeah, so the the new news around town in America and worldwide is that now elementary school children are approved or, well, the FDA is is claiming that the COVID-19 vaccination from Pfizer is safe for elementary school children. That's very young babies, um, very, very young babies. Now, I'm not going to get into the science of it, I think, Everybody listening to this, either you have your opinion. Okay, I'm not going to try and change you on that. But this is a, a discussion for us to better understand control using children, using the bureaucracy, and, and what specifically I, I think is going to happen. So this is my prediction just based on everything that I know from, from history. I'm a history nerd. I mean, I run a group called Young Americans Against Socialism because I'm a history nerd, and I've seen the two dozen or so examples of socialism be implemented in a country and lead to absolute, not just economic devastation, but that economic devastation leads to, to terrible, terrible things, a dictatorial, re, dictatorial regime, uh, tyranny, oppression of the people, starvation, massive weight loss in the population, famine. Uh, and then of course, just what comes after that as the society declines, violence, maddening crime, uh, poverty beyond belief. and, and, of course, crazy inflation, but also just a lack of of basic goods. And the government becomes the only provider of the small amount of goods and resources that are available. So you'll pretty much do whatever they, they demand or force of you because you want those services. So that's why I'm against socialism. I believe in economic independence, because not only does it foster a great economy for the people to flourish in, but it just builds this self-reliance where you don't have to rely on the government or one centralized source for the things that you need to survive and, and not only but survive but thrive. And it's all about self-reliance but in that economic stance where under capitalism the average people can have economic power, financial power, where socialism, the government has all economic power and you just are employed by the government and told by the government what to do and, and how to earn a living and, and what you'll receive and return for those things now getting to the topic let's start with um a story do you guys remember back in maybe i don't know what month it was maybe like spring 2020 so early months of covid early months of covid um we all remember that dallas hairdresser woman that got like arrested and sent to jail that was insane but there was another story and it was out of around i think washington or oregon and it was a, a similar story of, of a small businesswoman who owned a hair salon. She opened up her business a week before the state was going to allow small businesses to open their doors again, which is just crazy, the idea of like them telling you that you had to close your business and you couldn't provide for yourself. She opened a week early, and she, she justified it as, the people that worked for me have to put food on their table and they were about to, if I didn't open immediately, they were about to not be able to put food on the table of their families. And I, I made the moral decision. When that happened, there wasn't exactly a rule that she was breaking. You know what I mean? It's like, where's the law? Show, show me a law that I am breaking by just doing these basic things, by just running my business. It's all these strange mandates and executive orders. I mean, even the vaccination mandate for employers right now that Biden pushed out, it's literally just words right now. It's just something that he spoke. And so many people are unaware of this and, and it's, it's just shocking. I know Charlie Kirk has spoken about it quite a lot. You can look up what other people have said, Um, but you guys, it's just words. And so, there has to be legal ground to hold you accountable. And, and the government understood that there really wasn't. And so in this situation in Oregon, this woman opened her business a week early and the government didn't exactly know what to do because they couldn't really charge her with anything. They couldn't They couldn't stop her in any way because she was constitutionally in the right. But what did they do instead? They looked for ways to stop her and and hold her accountable and honestly scare her into submission. And so one of the things they did is is they worked with the local government because technically, you know, if she, she her property is in the city limits or the, it's in the town and so the town provides the utilities and technically she's violating a town requirement for businesses to be closed for COVID health concerns. So The town's going to threaten to what? Take away her utilities? The town's going to threaten to to what? Charge her with something because she owns property in the town and they're going to try and find some weird bureaucratic rule there? Or or what are they going to do? Fines? Guess what they also did, though? They sent child protective services to her home. To a hairstylist, salon-owning mother's home to speak with her children or her child. I, don't, I can't remember what, what kind of, how many kids she had. They sent child protective services to her home to talk with her kid and make sure, do you feel safe with mommy endangering you like this? Are you sure you feel okay? Do you feel unsafe because mommy is violating the rules in this way and exposing you to COVID to do a welfare check on the kid? What kind of impression do you think that has on the parents? For me, if I knew that the government was this close to taking my kid, obviously I'd be very scared and reconsider my behavior. Obviously, I would probably back down. I I think most people would to prevent the government from taking their child over something ridiculous like that. Of course it scares you into submission. So that was one example. They couldn't figure out how to stop small businesses from staying open or how to stop them from, from... opening up. And so they sent child protective services to the home of a a mother that owned a small business. How disgusting. But that's what happens when you have bureaucracy like this. Now, what's another way that the left sees weaponizing children? We could talk about the sexualization of our children. I mean, that's insane. I was talking to someone whose um, daughter was 12, and he said that she came home from school one day And it had like a lesson in health class about all the sexualities and pronouns and genders and stuff. And she was like, dad, I think I'm pansexual. Once she got back, he was like, what? I had to Google it because why are you telling that to a 12 year old? It's not. You don't have to have a teacher tell kids that they should be pansexual, that they should be bisexual. I don't even know the other words. All you have to do is start normalizing the concept that it's okay to be any of them that it's a normal thing to pick from the 50 sexualities that the health teacher lists because it's a normalized concept in society. And so when you normalize it in the mind of a child, they're just taught, oh, okay, so you pick one and, and that's however you feel and that's your new sexuality and you go out and tell the world, you tell your parents. Um, it, they're sexualizing our kids. Another one is the teachers' unions of America. Um, do you guys remember... So this is another kind of earlier COVID thing. Um, When things started to look a little bit safer for us to go back to school, open back society up a little bit, all that stuff. I I can't even remember the terminology. It's been two years now. Oh, my gosh. But uh, it was basically as schools were about to start opening. Most schools open. But there were these blue states. There were these, these stubborn school districts, stubborn teachers unions, stubborn states in general that said the teachers don't really feel safe going back. And so I believe it was the California Teachers Union, maybe just the Los Angeles Teachers Union, and a bunch of other ones. They started releasing these lists of demands for, okay, you want these things done before you agree to go back to your job in person because of COVID. Interesting. But then when you looked at the list of demands that they had, for California specifically, the teachers' demands in order to go back and start educating our children again had nothing to do with education, had nothing to do with COVID safety, had nothing to do with even education policy. It was it was random policies like health care for all, like defunding the police, like passing a wealth tax. If you I I can't remember the whole list, but it's a ton of different leftist policies that just in general, the left is trying to pass. And it has nothing to do with kids, nothing to do with schools, nothing to do with education, nothing to do with COVID. Maybe a couple of them did if you try and manipulate it and twist it enough in your mind with some leftist mental gymnastics. But no, nothing to do with, with the things that you would assume if it's about them going back to school, their literal job. So I started doing some digging, and I looked into the teachers' unions, um, and I looked into the Democratic Socialists of America. And then I found this page on the DSA website. I think it's like dsausa.com or .org or something, but Democratic Socialists of America, if you just type their name in the Google bar. They have a whole program on why socialists should become teachers. And there was two reasons, pretty much, on this program. One was, of course, to be able to directly indoctrinate the future generations of America with proper information, according to them, on history and economics and pro-socialist agenda stuff, which you would assume makes sense, right? But then there was this more important reason to them. They believe that, and this is true, that teachers' unions are the most effective and powerful lobbying arms and political groups in the country to spark change, not just with education and with teaching our children things, but literally with everything, with all aspects of politics. And so they said the more socialists that we can get to become teachers, the more socialists are going to have access to becoming members of the teachers' unions, which are the most effective and largest, most powerful political arms in the country. And we want an in to the most powerful political arm in the country, obviously. So everybody should become a teacher so that we can infiltrate the teachers' union and then demand certain policy changes and have effect on other policies that don't have anything to do with education. So that's why they believe leftists should become teachers. And it makes total sense knowing that, that they have literal funnels created for their socialist members to become teachers so that they can gain political influence on issues that have nothing to do with education. That makes total sense then when you see The teachers' unions in California demand defunding the police and passing the Green New Deal and passing a wealth tax in order to get them to go back to school to teach our kids with taxpayer dollars because that's the whole point of public education. So that's another example. And then most recently, what's going on with COVID? So I'm really, really worried. Really, really worried. Because these mandates for each job, each each industry, each field, they come out after the vaccine gets uh, approved or determined to be safe and effective for certain demographics. Once it was deemed safe and effective, it started to become mandated for certain groups. And I, I just had a feeling that this was probably going to happen um, for kids. And what it really made me nervous was, first of all, when the FBI when it was realized that they were starting to target concerned parents at school board meetings for trying to fight against indoctrinating curriculum like critical race theory and the sexualized curriculum that's taught in health classes and all that stuff, sex ed and and everything. I was really worried because as that's happening, you start to look back at history and you could see that the bureaucracy and and the executive branch in that way, any any agencies they usually target the political opposition of the left. And they either throw them in political prison or they delegitimize them or they remove them from the public square. They cut them off at the knees and just kind of silence them or they scare them or they remove them from their position of power. There's so many different ways to delegitimize or, or ostracize your political opponent from the population without just throwing them in jail. But to see them on top of this do things like have the NSA looking into the private communications, the text messages and emails of conservative thought leaders like Tucker Carlson, all of this stuff is starting to add up and you're like, damn. So as that's happening, I'm like a little concerned because I'm like, okay, so if they're already proving that they're willing to go after parents over something like this, I think what's going to come next is something even worse because – Over the last couple months, as we've seen the vaccine mandates roll out for adults, what we saw is is a couple breakout cases of instances where judges in parental custody fights between a mom and a dad over who gets custody of the kid. Judges who probably are just left-leaning or they have a very strong view of COVID, who knows what, they have determined that a parent can no longer see their child unless they get the vaccination and their their justification or they could do like you know daily testing or whatever it is their justification is that refusing to get the vaccine puts your child's health and life at risk the parent is putting the child's life and health at risk by not getting vaccinated even though children are among the safest group When it comes to avoiding any actual serious implications of getting COVID-19. And I just think that whole concept of uh, someone in the government saying that they know what's best for your child's health, well-being, and and life is a very dangerous road to go down. So that's why I've been trying to keep a monitor on what's the status for vaccinations for children because I had this feeling this feeling after seeing in California that they're already requiring it for kids or they're going to start if you want your child to go to public school. Gavin Newsom said that your child has to get vaccinated. Now, knowing that, it's like, okay, I have a feeling once this Pfizer thing gets approved for children, young children, we're going to start seeing this wave of, of states that are blue mandating and even cities may be mandating that, that these elementary school kids get the vaccine before they can attend school. Ugh. Now here's the thing. If you haven't drawn the line yet, do you plan on it? If you didn't draw the line when it was something that could affect you, are you going to draw the line now that it's something that could affect your child? I hope I hope you do. A lot of people wonder what's next. I could say get your kids out of government school, but unfortunately, if you are in a blue state, blue states for quite some time, in case you aren't aware of, of school choice and the fight for that, blue states and teachers unions make it very, very hard to get your child out of government school. They believe public school should be the only option for you to get your child an education. They try and make it as hard as possible with bureaucracy, with requirements, with just with banning of homeschooling, homeschooling communities and pods, charter schools and private schools. They'll often use the the usual, like, oh, there's no equality in that, there's no equity, it's not fair for the more poor kids, It's, it's very classist to allow you to take your child out of public school, or then there won't be funds for the public school, yada, yada. They've got all these super feel-good, heartwarming reasons for why we should keep kids in public school. But at the end of the day, the public school system is a failed system. It makes our kids depressed. It makes them zombies. It makes them memorization zombies, most importantly, and, and the furzi- furthest thing from critical thinkers. And we need critical thinkers in this, this great country in order to preserve the principles that we have and, and this lifestyle. We, we cannot have a generation after generation after generation of Produced by our public school system of useful idiots, which is unfortunately what we have now just a handful of generations at this point. But they want to make it as hard as possible to get our kids out of government school. And so the first thing that we need to do is make sure that we're working to achieve school choice in every state. And I encourage you to look into this after this podcast episode. Look into what that means. Look into your state and what policies they have. Anybody in your state that's proposing legislation to uh, further the cause of school choice and make it easier for parents to have uh, an opportunity to do this for their kids or any groups that are trying to make it as hard as possible and remove school choice. Uh, The other option is to get your kids, of course, out of government school yourself. There's charter schools, schools, homeschools, homeschool pods for communities, and uh, private schools in general. But start looking at those options, and I'm going to work on opportunities to make those options more clear and, and more understandable and, honestly, more simplified for you so that you understand that these are quite achievable. And then the other thing is... This doesn't really have to do with the, the vaccine mandates or anything like that, but if you want to get your kid out of public school just because you're worried about the indoctrination and the curriculum and, and the the terrible process of what they do to form a, a young future mind that should be a strong contributing member of society, uh, we cannot just take our own kids out of public school, government school, and that system, and we cannot just focus on them and say they're going to be okay. We have to care about the young minds in our community. And that means not abandoning those other young minds that maybe can't get out of public school. It means supporting them and making sure they get the best education possible, the education they deserve. And that comes with advocating for curriculum reform and just reform in general of the of the school system. And that starts at a local school board level and a state level level. And then I honestly think we need to get rid of the Department of Education, but that's a whole other topic. Um, but those are, th- are three things that you should be aware of immediately. My big concern here, though, and this is what I'm predicting moving forward, is just based on what they did with CPS when they sent that to to the small business owners who refused to close their business and, and were just behaving in a normal way. I mean, jeez the way they're sending the FBI after concerned parents at school board meetings, the way they're removing a parent's ability to see their child uh, and get custody of their child if they don't get vaccinated or test all the damn time. Um, all of these situations are, are leading me to think that they are going to pass these vaccination mandates on elementary school children. Parents are going to refuse. And then when we do refuse, when parents do refuse, they will get pushed back by these evil, tyrannical bureaucrats that are just spineless and disgusting and power-hungry and out of control and unchecked, they are going to be told by these bureaucrats that they are not choosing the proper lifestyle for their child, that they aren't making the safest decision for their child, that they're potentially putting their child's life at risk by by not giving them this vaccine. Or they could even go another step and say, not only are you not giving your child the vaccine, that will save their life and protect them. Oh my gosh. But they, they might also say, now you're preventing your child from getting an education because they're they're saying you can't go to school without this vaccination. So if you just think of the rabbit hole that you could go down with something like this, the justification that they can now use to, now that this is approved for kids, they can now say that, that we are doing some terrible things if we don't comply with this and, and mandate it on our own children. So that's what I see this road as going down. I don't, have a very high bar of expectations for these people in the bureaucracy, Uh, and I wanted you guys to be aware of that. Expect it. I mean, think of where we were two years ago. Think of us now. Do you really think that this is too crazy of a step, or is this just the natural progression, or should I say regression, of our society from a once great constitutional republic to now this tyrannical, authoritarian, executive-mandate-driven national government run in Washington, D.C. by some brainless schmuck that has gotten rich with relations to China as his son does cocaine and has sex with Chinese spies. Is that aggressive? Can you tell I'm a little feisty right now? Okay, and with that, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to read about homesteading. I'm going to plot my future homestead garden in my head i'm going to watch ballerina farm make sourdough bread i'm going to take some cbd and i'm going to fall asleep and then i will wake up in the morning and work again against these evil ugly tyrannical people that hate our country does that sound like a good <laughs> does that sound like a good thing am i going crazy <laughs> kidding okay i hope you guys have a good night and Of course, I'm still being a happy warrior. I'm just frustrated right now. Um, But I'm very happy, I promise. Happy warrior. Thank you for listening, and I hope this opened your eyes to what's probably going to come. Remember to comment and say this is the best damn podcast you ever did here. Bless.